0: Welcome to the sportive. It's a, it's not a very special episode. We're not talking about drug policy or save by the bell, like save by the bell did, or anything like that. But it's a somewhat different episode because I'm sitting here next to the official brother of the sportive, Dave. Hi everybody, and on the phone on the sportive hotline we have Stu. Hey guys, uh, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, just to let all the listeners into the sportive green room, we were about to start recording 10 minutes ago, and then Dave and I had what can only be described as a beer explosion on our end, and so we've been cleaning beer off of various surfaces. As it turns out, if you have a very comfortable couch, that's not the place you want to put your beer down. So anyway, I've switched to water, so now all my uh, potentially actionable, uh, (laughs) libelous accusations will be sober and well-considered.
1: Good. The lawyers can take it up with Aquafina.
0: Right. I on the other hand am gonna keep drinking, so awesome. Dave will be Dave will be holding me back for the rest of the podcast. Yes, that's definitely my role. Yeah. <laughs> um we should start, because Dave is here, we should start with a little gopher football talk. Hey, I'm, wh- And
1: specifically that they won another they won another game. Um why aren't they that's why aren't they playing right, right now? They're a Friday night team. They can't lose on that's Friday right. night. That's-
0: well, you know, they, they played on Friday night because uh, the high school section semifinals were on Saturday. That's is not, that actually true? Well, that's not why. The no. Big Ten just made them play on Friday night because the Big Ten Network is, and the Big Ten Conference really, is solely set up to create inventory for the Big Ten Network. They don't actually care whether anyone will go to the game, which no one did. Um, but it did work out that they've made us play on a Friday night, which is normally high school night, except we The Gophers played uh, the weekend of the section semifinals, which are always on Saturday. So it actually worked out that very few high school games were on that night. Now, it looked from the TV that maybe 15,000 people went to the game. So, you know, that part was terrible. The atmosphere was horrible. It was raining. But other than that, the Big Ten Network got their inventory, which is the main point of the Big Ten Conference, (laughs) to have something to show on TV. It's, it's a little hard to overstress the degree to which the Big Ten network simultaneously saved the athletic budgets of every Big Ten school except for Ohio State and Michigan and also handcuffed those schools into being beholden to their patron for the rest of time. It, I mean, literally, the University of Minnesota was going to drop three sports and eventually didn't have to because suddenly a quarter of the athletics budget started coming to them from the Big Ten Network. But as we've, I was going to say alluded to, but it was more of a straight-up accusation. As we've accused, that, that basically means that the Big Ten Network calls the shots now. Like, do you remember when we were kids, Dave? No. Go for basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it was a million years ago, but just stick with me here. The Gopher basketball team would play at 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights, Yep, and then usually Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, and like every team in the conference would play. Now, they go for basketball team plays on a Thursday or at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. Or at 6 o'clock on a weeknight when yeah. no one can get there because everyone's still leaving campus because people work there. Right, and it's just an absolute disaster. It's not good to go to. It's not good for anybody except for the people who sell stuff to advertisers at the Big Ten Network. For them, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's it, that not makes me laugh more, makes me angry, but makes me laugh at the same time when uh, people from the athletic department complain that no one goes to the game because everything they do is set, is calibrated to getting people to watch on TV and then right. they get frustrated when we watch on TV. Right. So I, I say don't give them your money stay home and watch on TV. That's the main thing. That's what they want you to do. Go ahead and just watch it on TV. You're not missing anything there. Yeah the big the Big Ten network saved as many as, as at least three and as possibly as many as seven sports from being cut at the University of Minnesota. But only too late did we realize that it would kill the rest of them along the way. <laughs> but those seven sports are the only ones we're good at. So I think we made out ahead. That's true. That's the only thing we're ever going to win a Big Ten title <laughs> right, in. Right, exactly. Now let's talk about Gopher Volleyball, the best team in the history <laughs> oh, man, of Minnesota. so good. Every time they drop a set, I'm a little surprised. Yeah, they beat Wisconsin the other night. And Wisconsin's like a top 15 team. They're a top five team. Are they a top five team? Yeah. Wisconsin's a top five team. And the Gophers lost one set, and I was like, oh... I'll take it, I guess. It was back... Remember the year the Gopher women's hockey team went undefeated? Yep. And they would allow a goal, and you'd be like, well, yeah, yeah I, it's they, fine. It they won, better, but yeah. it'd be better to beat Wisconsin 9 to nothing instead of 9-1. I think that whole year they never gave up more than two, and they never scored fewer than two. Yeah, it was... That was quite something. It was Studio, any hot takes
1: <laughs> on minor Gopher Gopher Sports? Just want to point out, with just the Marthahler brothers talking at the four minute and fifty eight second mark, we already got to Gophers volleyball. <laughs> Aren't you proud of that? Oh God, you couldn't you couldn't plan that. That's beautiful. Um, did you guys go to the I want you people to <laughs> Did you guys go to the game on Friday?
0: No, not you didn't go to the game on Friday, did you? No, I didn't. Neither of us went to the game. Yeah, I had a,
1: um, all right, all right. my buddy Poster, who's been a season ticket holder for about a century, went, and he he, uh, he could not handle uh, the weather and the comeback. I think they saw the win from the Buffalo, the old station nineteen Buffalo Wild Wings. So it was, <laughs> it was just because it was it, that is. not only was it empty, it was miserable last Friday night. Just gross. I mean, even if the team it was, was yeah, it's just, and... just unpleasant all the way around. Where Whereas like, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, you, like, you know, you can maybe justify it, but in the dark and the cold and the just, yeah, just terrible, just awful. But um, it was a good, I mean, it was the most predictable gopher game, you know, of, you know, the last, you know, whatever, four or five decades, except they actually came yeah. back and won after the giant collapse. <laughs>
0: That part wasn't predictable. No. The rest of it was. Oh yeah, predictable. you could see it coming. No, the, the, the part where the part where they were up thirty one nine wasn't predictable. That was
1: no. oh they've they've had big leads before, Dave. I I know we tease you about Glenn Mason a lot, but that was a Glenn Mason special right there. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> well, well, I I, I
2: was th-
0: I was thinking about this. Like, I think. During the Jerry Kill era, and only the Jerry Kill era, because as soon as Clay's took over, it went back. I we we had a few years where the Gophers played like a normal team, and it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but the rest of my life, the Wacker years, the Mason years, the Brewster years, the Clay's years, the Gudikunst years, the Gute Kunst years, and now the Fleck years. <laughs> Every time they get up by more than three touchdowns, you know they're going to blow it. Oh, yeah. In a frustrating manner. And that's that's the way it's been the whole the, my whole life. And then for like, what was that, four and a half seasons, they would get up big and then they would finish the game out still ahead by a lot. And it was strange and wonderful. It, it's like that feeling when... You know, you, you you go and you, like, get counseling, and then you discover that that tense feeling you've always had was actually, like, a problem. It wasn't just the way the world was. Right. <laughs> you, like, remember the time Gary Kill went to Michigan, and they got up, like, 30 to nothing, and then they just turned the screws the entire second uh-huh. half? And Michigan looked lost and garbage, and their fans all left the game? Yep. Why be- can't that happen more? I believe Brandon was at that game. Brandon was at the game. And he tried to taunt his fellow fans and they were like, "Yeah, you're right. We're terrible." <laughs> Which is not what you want to happen. You want them to be embarrassed and miserable and try to punch you. Mm-hmm. But instead, they were just like, "Yeah. I got oof, we we really suck right now." Was that Richrod? I think that was Richrod. No, that was Brady hope. Oh. Man, Michigan has had some failed coaches. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we've still only beat them 3 times. Remember when uh, Gary Moeller went from Michigan to the Lions and then got fired for like passing out in his car at a stoplight, something like that? <laughs> that was I, Tony LaRusso. I can't remember what Moeller did. I, that, that was, was Brent did. Musburger. I think. Oh, <laughs> well, he got he got burned for drinking in a car. Oh, he was actually <laughs> drinking in the car. Uh-huh. And I think they pulled him over, and he's like, "It's okay, officer. I'm not driving. <laughs> I can't do a Brent Musburger run. You are looking live, Stu. <laughs> we need at a Brent Musburger at me drinking." <laughs> we need maybe we need brandon here to do his terrible paddle brian
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh we should mention um uh, brandon is out because it is his wife's birthday today happy birthday danielle uh get stuffed brandon and um dr fingers is up north i think wrestling an elk yeah He's
0: shooting something. He's
1: absolutely shooting... I, I, hopefully none of his companions. <laughs> no, it's, he's playing... I mean, if he's shooting anyone in the face, it's because he's got the big buck hunter gun at whatever VFW they're at. And he's, like, <laughs> put, like, you know, Mountain Dew inside of it and said, It's pee! It's pee! And he's shooting guys in the face, so...
0: Mm-hmm. I, I kind of imagine him, like, coming out of the tree stand with a softball bat and a deer. <laughs> like, to really get the rage out. Yeah. <laughs> County won't let me have a firearm anymore, so all we got is this. So yeah, that's where His our faces are painted with yeah. awful things mm-hmm. written about Ritz Spielman, <laughs> <laughs> just diving out of a tree, <laughs> an offensive lineman! <laughs> mm-hmm. That's him punching a deer. Everyone, mm-hmm. we create a we create an audio picture here. Yeah. on this yeah. we'll, we'll we'll redo that one in Foley later. That's right.
1: Basically, it's Orson Welles' War of the Worlds, and then us, as far as drawing a picture on, the ra- on, the, um, you know, I guess not the radio, but you know what I meant.
0: Yep. Yeah, similar numbers of people think the world is
1: ending yeah. after they listen to this, too. Especially. I think they've thought that after all 257 episodes, John.
0: <laughs> Man, this can't get any worse. I, I assume... I assume this is the official podcast of turning the car off in the garage and then just
1: sit. <laughs> <laughs> just drawing a l- nice, hot, warm bath and get finding the razor blades and putting on the sportive. Oh, good. They're going to talk about funny Minnesota town names. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> they, got a li- they got a little dark there, Stu. I'm not Yeah, gonna I know.
1: What are you going to do? Um, who do the Gophers play tomorrow? Illinois. Uh, like, Illinois is still garbage. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, friend of the like, friend of the show. Yeah. In that is friend of the show Matt Brickman's alma mater, and I believe they have been almost as bad as Minnesota has been since I don't know Jeff George. But longer. Yeah. But for longer. Yeah. I mean, the best thing that has happened to them in the last five decades is Henry Blake's helicopter crashing into the ocean in Mash. That's been it. <laughs> was that too obscure? That was probably too obscure, but.
0: Boy, I who is old. I have many questions. Um, um, Henry mostly was Alan Aldis char- Was was his character a University of Illinois graduate? No, but
1: Henry Blake was uh, played by the actor McLean Stevenson. He was a he had a big Ill- Illini hat on during the show. He's a big uh, oh. Illinois guy. Now Hawkeye Pierce, I have to assume probably liked Iowa, but I don't know for sure. It's been a while since oh. I've watched Mash.
0: Were the other Big Ten schools also represented in the cast of math? Well, it was
1: all. What's funny is that it was the expanded Big Ten, so Rutgers, Maryland, Penn State—they were all in it. So, uh, no, I'm kidding. That, that was I'm a joke. Curious about <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. The math is wrong. <laughs>
0: There's, there's so many. There's so many inappropriate jokes comparing the Korean War to various <laughs> Big Ten football teams, and I won't. I won't be part of that. That's okay.
1: You're do, you're doing the right thing, John. You're doing the right thing. I'm, I'm,
0: we're just going to yeah, let that yeah. pitch go by. Um, we're going to stay out um, of it. Do they have a chance to win we're tomorrow?
1: Sprint. Can they win this game tomorrow? It's a road game against a bad team.
0: Uh, they they can win the game. I, the Gopher Illinois series over the years has been punctuated with a lot of profoundly stupid games. <laughs> um, so I would I, I would expect it to not make sense. I I can't say. I, I mean, it's the kind of not make sense where the Gophers could lose forty to nothing, and it wouldn't be that surprising because that's the way the series goes. Like, the, the one the one time the Gophers have been good in the last, oh, I don't know, 50 years, uh, they did, in the middle of the season, inexplicably lose to Illinois. A terrible, terrible Illinois team. Just because. Which is the most inexplicable recent Gopher-Illinois game that you remember? I, I think losing to them in 2014, although there was also the year that uh, the Tim Brewster Gophers beat Illinois despite Juice Williams throwing for more than 500 yards. That's pretty inexplicable. Uh-huh. That that didn't make any sense. Uh, there was I, none of the games have made sense. In, in fact, if it was explicable, that would be the strangest thing. If the Gophers won by, I think they're favored by nine and a half, and the fancy stats have them by eleven. So if the Gophers won <laughs> by, if the Gophers won by ten, that would be the most surprising result. We need to talk about how the Gophers lost to a previous win, previously winless team. Then blew a giant lead to another terrible team, Indiana. How bad is Illinois that they're still ten point underdogs hmm. to the Minnesota Gophers? It, at this it, point? It's, I mean, Illinois just skated by Rutgers, I think. So it, it's it's bad because the Gophers still get to play Rutgers, too, don't they? No, no, oh, they don't. No, because Rutgers is in the other division. And hmm. we, you know, we have a conflict. I had sudden hopes there that they could get three Big Ten wins out of Illinois, Indiana, and Rutgers and get the least valuable bowl bid of all time. Well, you know, we already got to play a terrible team from the East, Maryland, and we lost by 30. Man. I'd kind of forgotten about that already. Uh Uh-huh. That was a good thing to forget about. I'm glad I could bring it back up. But (laughs) that should be the name of this podcast. Uh, uh Uh, the, the the, The real truth of it is that if the Gophers can win this weekend, then they've got three chances of getting bowl eligible. And they really, I think they're about a coin flip to beat Northwestern. They're about one and three to beat Purdue. Wait, 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 wait. How are they a coin flip to beat Northwestern? N- Northwestern is not any good, despite being five and one they're in the country. They're going to go to the Big Ten title game. Northwestern beat Rutgers by three, and beating Rutgers by fewer than 20 points should get you thrown out of football. Northwestern beat Purdue. Yes, and in, in the first game of the season. Oh. We're not counting that one now? No. They beat... Purdue Wisconsin. hammered Ohio State. Yes. Purdue also lost to Michigan State. Purdue also... Who'd they lose to? No, Northwestern lost to Akron. Oh. No. That's yeah. the Big Ten West right now? That's huh? the team that's going to yeah. represent uh-huh. the Big Ten West? <laughs> but oh. we, we can hope that this week Northwestern beats Notre Dame because that would be extremely That would be fun. awesome. <laughs> that would be... Sorry, Holly, but... That would be hilarious because it's always funny when Notre Dame loses. Like we're, we're cruising now again toward a year where Notre Dame makes the playoffs, and no one's really mad about it because the hope is they will get the number four seed in the playoffs and play Alabama again. Oh god, because that was the that was so thing god. Ever
1: they just got boat it's... raced. Oh my god, oh. it was.
0: It was funny for about 10 minutes, and then it got sad. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a Letterman joke. It was funny, and then it was not funny, and then it was extremely funny. exactly <laughs> Now it. it's extremely yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it was like, oh, that's terrible, and then it was like 42 to nothing. I'm like, it's funny again. I, You know, the opposite of it. You remember the year Iowa played Stanford in the Rose Bowl? That just kept getting funny. And it got really <laughs> oh funny, God. and it kept getting funnier. And At halftime, it was like 52 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it Good was look. the best game Oh, I ever man. That that, that's how I know I'm not a very good person because that might be my favorite football game. In the next <laughs> 10 years. Uh, Iowa never it's just they would they would give the ball back and Christian McCaffrey would run it in for a touchdown and then Iowa would go three and out and Christian McCaffrey would. Somehow come off the sideline, pick off a pass on third down, and run it back for a (laughs) touchdown.
1: And there were so many, Uh, there were so many Iowa fans at that game who had traveled to Pasadena to watch the Hawkeyes in the Rose Bowl. And oh my,
0: and it was 35 nothing. And they were witnesses to a murder,
1: they saw a murder Uh happen. Oh,
0: and then. And then the Stanford band at halftime played a halftime show that made fun of FarmersOnly.com, and people at Iowa are still
1: hearing (laughs) They are. They're so mad they elected a Nazi to Congress. Oh, wait a minute. They did that a while, long before that.
0: (laughs) Oh, wait, they've done that for years.
1: Good job, Iowa. (laughs) Good good job, good effort. (sighs) Oh, gosh. Well, good. I'm glad to hear the Gopher football team is doing exactly how I thought they were doing.
0: Yep. This has been this week's edition of John and Dave reminisce about some gopher football games <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, Stu, what, what else is going on up in your neck of the woods? What do you got to talk about this week?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, let's see. Oh, God, there's a new twins manager.
0: There is a new. We haven't done a podcast for a while, have we?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's been uh, two week, like six, 16 days, I think. We did like one a couple Wednesdays back. It's been a while yeah I believe that yeah, it was the, that was that was the podcast that Brandon's boss listened to if I remember right <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun here
0: <sighs> oh man that was i since this is the this is the first podcast since then yeah about two days after that podcast, we got a frantic text message from Brandon who said that his boss was listening listening to the sportive. At top volume, with his office door open, and I think Brandon quit on the spot. We had a lot of good career suggestions for him. Yeah, <laughs> he was going to. Elder care is a growing profession. It really is. I think that was noted. They pay, they pay competitive
1: wages. It's a growing industry. It's an aging population. I think Brandon will do really well there.
0: There's always jobs in IT. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Brandon is dead. That's why he came yes here. He, he died of embarrassment. He did. As his boss blasted the sport in But luckily there was a part of that podcast where Brandon talked about talking to his boss, mm-hmm. and luckily his boss had to close the door before that came up. Mm-hmm. Or I think Brandon would literally not be alive. Right
1: no. Oh uh, well. It was it, oh. it was nice knowing Brandon, I think, I think is what we're getting to here. <laughs> But yeah, the twins. And then last
0: week, last time, (laughs) Stu also said some horrible things about Post Malone, and then the internet came together and also said a bunch of horrible things about Post Malone. Yes, there's a great
1: Washington Post review about how bad Post Malone is, and it's it is just. I guess that wasn't the
0: internet. That was one of our most august newspapers. But but yeah, it's still. But it was readable. It was readable on the internet. Yeah, you could. That is, you could see it on the internet.
1: You could. Probably the only way you could see it. They have the internet on computers now. (laughs) Oh. Um, but yeah, with the twins, they have a new manager, and they've already cut. They like cut, got rid of half the coaching staff, and um, right. they lost four players at the forty-man roster this week. Uh, boys, can you name the four players we lost? They were either picked up. On, one of them was Johnny Field. Johnny Field is one.
0: Um, are, are we counting the guys who got bought out? Or uh, or two two, some guys, two, guy,
1: two guys got picked up. Two guys were just not picked up.
0: So Logan Morrison and Irvin Santana. There's three.
1: That's three. Yep, soap opera name. This is going to uh, be... Jake Cave. Oh, God, so, you're so close. Uh, pitcher, middle reliever. Zach Granite, Middle reliever.
0: Uh... We wow, have so that, many middle relievers. Yeah, that, that narrows it down to twenty five guys in <laughs> the forty man roster. Michael Tonkin. Nope. He has two uh, two first Anthony names. Lava. He has two
1: first names. Jay Bruce. Oh God.
0: Jay Bruce.
1: Jay <laughs> no, Bruce played was I, first
0: base for the Pirates in nineteen ninety eight. No, who was I thinking of? Uh, D- Tyler J. Oliver Dave Drake. Tyler. Oliver. Drake. Oliver Drake? Uh, that is a soap opera name. Also, I couldn't... And... If Oliver Drake came up and punched me in the face, I wouldn't know it. Yeah, I... So... Unfortunately, you said soap opera name when we got distracted with male pornography <laughs> Of names course.
1: Like Zach Granite and Jake King. Yes. But yeah, so it was Oliver Drake, uh, Johnny Field, Logan Morrison, Herb Santana, um, the coaches. Um, I know Eddie Guardado was one of them. Um, Garvin Alston... And at least one other guy got uh, cut loose. So it's, uh, there was definitely some house cleaning done this week. So Yeah,
0: I don't, I didn't quite understand Garvin Alston, who they hired last year. But it's, and I assume Baldelli wants, rid of him. yeah,
1: Baldelli wants to hire one of his guys is probably, you know, the thing.
0: I guess, but he's never been a manager before. So it's not like, we don't have like a Tom Kelly, Dick Such, a Ron Gardenhire, Rick Anderson kind of long-term bromance here no who is Rocco Baldelli's guy I guess we don't know yet well
1: I tried to think of like guys from the 2009 Tampa Bay Devil Rays and I'm coming up empty guys I can't remember any (laughs) anyone from that David Price is the only one I remember oh they they had a guy um they had a guy from um like Atwater or Litchfield oh god oh Blaine Blaine sorry from Blaine yeah Dan Johnson I bet that's who it is because uh-huh. he, knows, he knows Krasinski. Well, I, bet, I bet everyone gets like free athletic subscriptions then. That'll be cool. You
0: heard it here first. Dan Johnson will be the new Twins pitcher,
1: And player. everyone gets free athletic subscriptions.
0: Free athletic subscriptions for everyone. it will be awesome.
1: I really look forward to that.
0: Boy, I can't wait. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I, I really know nothing and have even fewer thoughts about Rocco Baldelli as manager. He seems... Fine. yeah he seems like a guy who can manage a baseball team and even though he hasn't before this is the trend near guys who are recently done playing are now managers I, I mean I assume the boy geniuses are looking for you know a square-jawed sock puppet to <laughs> execute their uh, brilliant ideas about how to play baseball. But yeah, I, it's, uh, it's, I can't. I can't stop thinking about Square John Scott sock puppet and how great of a podcast title it is. <laughs> yeah, I think we. I think we got it.
1: I think we don't have to explore any further after the podcast is done. Um,
0: this is like back to back weeks. We called Kirk Cousins a handsome airport wind sock <laughs> and a walking chicken soup for the soul. Yep. book. Ah. Uh,
1: uh,
0: but but uh, you know, it, Fulvey and Levine i think like to imagine themselves really uh moving the chess pieces around from the general managers Mm -hmm. and they got somebody who'll listen to their ideas because they think that because they read two of the bills hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot James, baseball abstracts—they're now far ahead of the rest of the league. I wonder if I wonder if they're going to have a lot of openers next year. Now, maybe oh, that's going to be the new. I mean, I mean, Paul Molitor tried so hard to execute their stupid strategies. Oh, we're going to do an opener. We're going to play the second baseman in the concession stand. This is this is analytics, guys. And to I, be fair, the Twins have Robbie Grossman belongs in a concession stand. Yeah. That's where he should play. I, I I would like that. Who was it? Oh, it was... I, I almost said Orlando Arcia, but it was Oswaldo Arcia. Mm-hmm. We used to accuse him of starting several innings in the concession stand. <laughs> He'd just come just... out onto the field holding a hot dog <laughs> instead of a glove. <laughs> Although Oswaldo, would he have done that much worse with a hot dog instead of a glove? It, it really wouldn't have made a whole big difference. Mm-hmm. Delvin Young was the same way. Roseman was the same way. Man... Maybe maybe the new thing we can have is guys who can field in the outfield. I mean, it's crazy, but it just might work. You never know. Although I guess it, if everything goes well, they have Rosario and Buxton and Kepler, and all those guys can run into them.
1: Yeah, it's just uh The
0: clause, if everything goes well, is using yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a, uh, yeah, a lot of heavy lifting.
1: Byron Buxton is a uh, case study in things not ever going well, except for one month yeah. <laughs> in 2016. Oh, God. I mean, maybe... It's five months away and I already feel some sort of dread about the season I don't know it's it's not good
0: well it turns out I saw today the Indians are apparently having a fire sale for reasons I can't fathom.
1: well I mean uh, yeah, I, guess... I don't get that either because they they've got basically a playoff spot just you know staying put they have a playoff spot and that's it, right I mean that's as important as anything else.
0: If they do actually sell guys off, 75 wins might take the Central next year.
1: And, I mean, with the Twins pitching staff, I mean, they seem to have gotten that at least – it was either a fluke, which I guess is always possible, or they actually seem to have the makings of a decent staff. And they can probably get to 75 wins next year. They've done it the last two years, so that's – who is
0: who is the staff on opening day next year? They got Barrios and they got Gibson. Is are they thinking about moving May back to the rotation?
1: I don't know. I think they wanted to I mean he was pitching really well. I mean he might end up being the closer next year. <laughs> that's true. Line change my, my assumption Line change, change! <laughs> You could have just
2: texted me when this you're Dude's ready yelling line me. change. I
0: think we're gonna just I, to the phone I the
3: microphone.
0: Think I think we're have. gonna get Mandy on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're waiting.
3: Mandy's here.
0: Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? What's going on? Welcome. Welcome back to the sportive. Thanks. You have to talk to us instead of doing one of the famous Newman episodes.
3: <laughs> well, we had talked about doing one just in case you guys weren't able to come on tonight. So I think Stu felt bad that right, which that I that I wasn't going to be able to do it. So he just worked it out with you guys. So thanks for letting me on.
0: Yeah, well, we're just talking about the Twins pitching staff, so if you have any thoughts there, we'd love to hear them. <laughs> I, I would also like to hear li- libelous comments about Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> any horrible things you have to say about Case Keenum are accepted and welcome. Or, or John Elway. Well,
3: um, Case Keenum is my backup quarterback right now, uh, and I just oh. picked... Oh, no. I know, and... Um, I just picked up a third because my starting quarterback is uh, going on. um, I'm never going to say anything bad about John Elway, by the way. Um, While he may not be the best person in the world, when you're raised a Broncos fan, you're not allowed to say bad (laughs) things about John Elway. Um, Yeah, so I I just picked up Fitzpatrick as my – well, New.
0: How many teams are in this league? Are there 35 teams in your fantasy football league?
3: No, no, we don't have that many teams. But there's – I um, I made some mistakes. No, I didn't make any mistakes. I, <laughs> I, by the time I got around to drafting a quarterback, I didn't have a whole lot of money left um, because I spent it all on um, Todd Gurley and Antonio Brown. So I didn't have a whole lot left by the time it came to quarterbacks. Yeah.
0: Right, but you seem to be making the same kind of decisions at quarterback as actual NFL teams are making at quarterback. (laughs) Like Case Keenum or Ryan Fitzpatrick is like an actual NFL GM has to make that kind of decision.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, I – so – I won I won last I, I year. Mean, I won my league last year. And
0: Well, I I shouldn't criticize that.
3: And no that
0: So you're qualified to manage the Eagles. You
3: you <laughs> criticize all you want because clearly i I mean I'm struggling this year. I'm 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 sitting there at five hundred. Um the top six teams in our league make it into the playoffs and I'm number five right now, so I don't have a whole lot of space. Um but yeah, my starting quarterback in is, is Kirk Cousins. Um, my backup quarterbacks Thanks. are uh, yeah Keenum and Fitzpatrick. So that's where I'm at right now. If I did not have Todd Gurley on my team, I wouldn't be doing as well as I am. But I'm but would maybe I I'd have a better quarterback probably.
0: So do the do the rules of your fantasy league allow you to draft an actual offensive line? For
3: Kirk Cousins, um, so what do you what do you mean? Like a it's like a teams?
0: Well, I'm just saying is there any is there any loophole that allows you in fantasy football world to undo the mistakes of the actual football world made by Rick Spielman? Uh... <laughs> could, could could you could you buy him a ladder so he can throw it all the way over the defensive line? Yeah. <laughs>
3: But yeah, so I don't know. So I guess we'll see. We'll- just
0: a little step ladder. That's all he needs. He doesn't need a full size ladder. Yeah, the, the little giant, the one they advertise at the commercial break. Yeah, QVC <laughs> ladder.
3: That's all. Yeah, so I guess I I don't claim to know a whole lot about it, but I you know I try I try to do more than just draft people <laughs> yeah. based on their mascots. So, <laughs> which is probably how I started doing it. <laughs>
0: Well, if it makes you feel better, I had to let the computer draft my team this year because I couldn't make the draft, and I have my best team in
3: years. <laughs> don't you hate it when that happens?
0: <laughs> the best part is those of us who did make the draft were laughing uproariously at how badly the computer was screwing Dave, and now he's probably better than every one of us who actually picked our team. <laughs>
3: Well, I totally hijacked your conversation on pitchers, so go ahead and and talk pitchers. I don't want to...
0: Oh, boy. Uh, uh, Stu was trying to make us name the pitchers the Twins got rid of, and we were naming soap opera stars before we actually got to actual Twins pitchers, so I think I named two relievers that haven't played for the Twins since 2003. (laughs) I think it... I, I tried and failed to name the guy they drafted a few years ago. Yeah, it's either Tyler J. or J. Tyler. I'm not sure which is correct. Me neither.
3: I, I couldn't, I couldn't they, tell you. I'm sorry. They,
0: they drafted a number of guys who had SEC quarterback names that one year. Yeah. It was all Jay Winston. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> Ricky Bobby Smith. <laughs> Alabama quarterback material with a name like that. Mandy, I think I, I got a few follow-up questions. This is going back a couple weeks now. But I want you to take us through the running of the Chicago Marathon. Oh. My first question, I want to start with this question. How does one get into the Chicago Marathon? Is it like a lottery or do you have to qualify?
3: You Either or. Um, I am not fast enough to qualify for said marathon. Okay. So it was.
0: She ate an an entire Polish sausage in under twenty-five seconds. It was allowed in.
3: (laughs) That I could do. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm not fast enough to qualify. There, there, it is a race that you can qualify for. um, But I, uh, I did enter the lottery, and uh, actually entered with a friend, um, and Liz. Uh, and she, we both actually got in. Um, we were excited, pretty excited about it. I was actually homesick with the flu the day that they were notifying people that, that made it in. And she texted me in the morning and said, I got in, I got in. And then I'm like, I haven't gotten my email yet. I really hope they're doing this in alphabetical order. Um, with her last <laughs> yeah. name F and I'm, ni was thinking, well, I still have a chance, maybe, uh, you know, if that's if that's the case. And so I, I did get in. Um she unfortunately didn't wasn't able to go uh due to uh, some family obligations uh that weekend. So but anyway, yeah, that's how that's how I got in. I got in uh through the drawing.
0: And the Chicago marathon is one of the one of the biggest marathons in the United States. That would be Yeah. That's my understanding, not knowing so there's like in my in my understanding, it's like the Boston Marathon is number one. Yeah, and then maybe something like New York, New York, and Chicago is sort of a second. Yeah, year.
3: so there's eight there's eight majors uh, throughout the world, okay. and so those you know those consist there's and I'm not, I'm probably gonna forget one of them here, but yeah, there's New uh, Boston, New York, Chicago, um, London, Tokyo. And I'm forgetting a few of them right now. I'm not doing a great job there. But um, I'm
0: going to guess Berlin.
3: But those are is
0: Berlin there? Berlin,
3: yes, it is. Um, so those, so there's, there's.
0: Well, we're marathon experts, so we're you glad to help. Thank home.
3: you, thank you for, for, for getting that one. Um, but yeah, there's there's eight big ones, and I just, I I was I was on the I was dinking around because the New York uh, New York marathon is actually this uh, Sunday morning. And oh. yeah, it's Sunday morning, and my favorite runner, Shalane, uh, Shalane Flanagan, is actually like my favorite runner. And I thought she she had talked about retiring, but she won New York last year, and she's decided to to run it again this year. So I've been kind of dinking around on the the New York marathon website and saw that they have a a drawing. It's it's another one where you can. Qualify, but then there's it's lottery to to get in, or you can do you know like if you're you know fundraising type of a situation, and they have on their website for next year they have a draw they have there's a contest there's like a drawing that they're doing besides the lottery where it's uh, they're drawing 262 people uh, for guaranteed entry. So I. It's like well, you know why not? I'm going to enter. I'll enter this drawing, and we'll see what happens. So I'll find out in January if I got into that one. So, well, we'll see
0: what happens. All right. <laughs> so, is, is is the goal? Is, is it like a, I don't want to say like a punch card thing, but is the goal of excellent marathon runners like yourself to run several of the majors, all the majors? Is it like hiking if you're a mountain climber you want to climb the seven tallest mountains?
3: Well, I guess I didn't have a goal of running the major, all the majors until after I did Chicago and then, I'm going to be perfectly honest, I yep. I didn't do as well at Chicago as I as I wanted to do, uh as I would have liked to have done and and, you know, it whatever. But it was kind of...
0: Well, he, here's the thing about <laughs> here's the thing about Chicago though. You have to add some time because you have to stop and laugh at all the people yelling encouragement in their hilarious accents.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, well let's... let's... Oh,
0: bear stop, bear stop, bear stop.
3: <laughs> okay, I'll, we'll blame it on that. That's not my complete yeah. terrible training that I did that of,
0: time. S- slicing through the thick miasma of kielbasa smoke that surrounds the entire <laughs> course is probably difficult as well.
3: <laughs> that, that's actually a funny, you know... I, on a different, you know, on a path with that is when you are like uh, Twin Cities, I've run the Twin Cities Marathon before and it's, it's so cool and there's so many people out there, uh, but it's, it, there's a few, there were a couple neighborhoods that I remember running through where people had like their yard fires going. And I remember thinking, well, I bet they're really enjoying that. But wow, the smoke from that fire is not helping right now. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I, I I have some bad news. Those were just fires. Those didn't have anything to do with the marathon. That was just a pile of trash that caught fire.
3: It <laughs> was really random stuff that was going on, happened to be at the same time. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't have a goal of running all the majors, and I. I don't know that I still have a goal of running the major all the majors but it's it's definitely it's at the back of my head now Boston I, you I know that I haven't looked into all of them but I know that Boston um, if you're not doing it as a fundraiser uh, you do have to qualify for that one and I am still quite far away from from qualifying for that one uh, and they just actually moved. Uh, they just actually moved everybody, moved all the qualifying times, uh, to make it so that you have to be about five minutes faster than you would have before. So, um, oh, wow. which, which doesn't sound like a lot over 26 miles, 26.2 miles,
0: but no, it sounds like a lot,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it makes a, it's an impact. <laughs> so I don't know, I guess mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Just.
0: Just the idea, the idea of not only running a marathon, but running a marathon and trying to run faster at any point seems utterly beyond the capabilities of human limitation. (laughs) Like this... Not only am I going to go out today and I'm going to run 26 miles and 365 yards, I'm also at several points going to be like, I'm not running fast enough. I'm going to try to kick this into another year because I only have 18 miles to go. And if I don't speed up now, then I'm going to miss out on this time set by these horrible hellscape organizers that are demented and trying to kill me. (laughs) Making me run five minutes faster than anyone should be allowed to do.
3: Well, it's just it's it's really That's except...
0: my conception of what marathons are. Yeah. Like.
3: It, it
0: just, it's... The, the, the idea of timing a marathon, it seems like like the dentist timing himself at pulling out your wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not it's not a timed thing. You just want to get all the way through it. Yeah. You don't want him hitting the chess clock at the start, yeah. like Alright, turn on the gas and go.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's I know. That's uh, Celia was saying to me the other day. She goes, "Our uh, we were on our way. I think we were on our way to Chicago, and uh, she lives in in Alexandria. And she was talking about oh gosh, now I can't remember the town. But she's like, I know when I get to this town, I'm 26 miles away from home. She goes, and that feels really far, Mom. And you're gonna run that. And <laughs> I was just right. like, thanks, thanks for putting it like that because <laughs> you're
0: running from you're yeah. running from your house to melrose yeah. <laughs> that's what's happening uh-huh. <laughs> that, that is that's that's the thing that always gets me about the twin cities marathon that they run a course where i actually know where they're going and i realize just how incredibly far that is yeah where like, is the t- twin cities marathon course i don't you, actually know you, this. You, you start by the viking stadium and then you head down past lake of the isles and around some of lake calhoun and lake harriet mm-hmm. so you go around all those lakes and i think by nokomas and then you go up <laughs> Cause to, why not you run back up to like the bridge at lake and marshall oh. and, and then you you run from marshall i think up uh mississippi river boulevard and saint paul to summit and then all the way down summit to the state Capitol. Mm-hmm. wow you this is a route that takes like an hour an hour to drive <laughs> Yeah, you know that route if you did really it on a bike, well. You would die. <laughs> Dave, Dave runs that course a lot. Yeah, every yeah. Every Saturday morning, Dave's out there and he's just pounding out, pounding out the miles. Yep, I, 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 every so often, I like to go out there and be like, "Yep, I'm not running that." <laughs> One out of every four Saturdays, Dave runs it backwards for a yeah. challenge. <laughs> That's. But but yeah, the, the, the small town thing is true too. Like if you're from small towns and you're used to measuring things right. in miles you think of towns that are 26 miles now you know ortonville is not 26 miles near to anything but if there was something maybe like chicago well, i was thinking we're 12 and 59 cross that stops oh. out there is 26 <laughs> miles from ortonville is that really true uh-huh. boy that's that's too far to drive never mind a run <laughs> yeah then that that's... we should start a marathon <laughs> one of the new one of the new majors it's going to be boston chicago new york tokyo london Berlin, and, and Ortonville to the stop sign on Highway yeah. 59 on Highway 12. It's two-thirds of the way to Danvers. It's I the would, flattest I would run marathon that Marathon in the whole world.
3: I would absolutely yeah, run you, that you one. Really,
0: <laughs> you know they have like Heartbreak Hill in Boston? There's yeah. no hill. <laughs> there's there's the curvature of the earth. That's the only thing you have to run over in mm-hmm. that stretch. <laughs> You go... Except for that one part that floods all the time yeah. That one will be uh-huh. hard it's, it's more of a steeplechase than a marathon Yeah you, you go like ground blind Like just <laughs> the, the flatness <laughs> of it Mesmerizes you uh, Run over to the vanishing point on the horizon Then do it again 15 times Then you're done
3: uh...
0: Alright I'm glad we invented a marathon Dave This is going to be well organized uh-huh.
3: This this is going to be That's a fun it... one
0: This is going to be bigger than the walleye tournament in Nortonville <laughs> every year <laughs> It's going to be be bigger than the Waller tournament and the golf tournament put together. It's going to put Ortonville on the map. (laughs) Isn't Ortonville on the map in South Dakota? (laughs) That was was a random fact that somebody from Ortonville once said. Because apparently they put, Rand McNally would make mistakes on every map so that they knew if you were copying their maps. And one of their maps put Ortonville in South Dakota. And that was the mistake they made on (gasps) it. I don't know if that's true. Don't fact-check that, Wade. You'll never find it. Huh. Or if you do find it, it'll be like a transcript of a... An NSA transcript of me and Dave talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) Wade's fact-checking goes deep. Deep state records. I I like to think the NSA is monitoring our conversations just because it would explain why my wall suddenly yelled at me, Nobody cares! (laughs) (laughs) Sir... Glenn Mason is not the coach <laughs> yeah. anymore. Glenn Please is dope. That was twelve years ago. He's never coming back. <laughs> All right, so is marathon season I mean you said New York was this weekend, but for the marathon runners in Minnesota, is marathon season over, Andy? Um
3: well um as far as the fulls at this point, I would I believe so. Uh, I know, let's see. Twin Cities was in October. Mankato has one that was in October. Grammys is in June. Uh, I'm currently training for a half marathon um, that's going to take place which, in –
0: Which half marathon?
3: The I'm going to do the – I think I'm going to do the Polar Dash in uh, January. All right. And D- – Go ahead.
0: Because that's the other thing. In Minnesota, there's a, there's a running race of some kind in every month. Mm-hmm.
3: For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I think at at a certain point, I think it gets harder to find the longer ones and I could be completely wrong and I'm just not looking in the right places. So somebody that's listening might know some know about something that I just am not aware of. Um, but there's, I mean, you can usually find at least a 5k somewhere, uh, in any month of the year. Right.
0: I'm, I'm 90% sure that my sister-in-law once ran a half marathon the day after Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, the mustache the, um, the mustache run is the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yes. Yep.
0: Weekend after Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. The, there's one there's one during the St. Paul Winter Carnival every year. Yeah. There's there's the St. Patrick's Day one, the Get Lucky.
3: Yeah, whatever. the Get Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That
0: one. Cuz one time Dave and I were down down watching rugby, And all of a sudden, these runners started flooding into the bar. And I got to tell you, you can feel unathletic a lot, but when you've just eaten a breakfast large enough for six people (laughs) and you're just sitting on your duff drinking and watching rugby and a whole bunch of people who just ran a half marathon (laughs) or a 7K or whatever they do come into the bar and they're like, they got their running gear on and they're breathing a little hard, but not that hard, and they're clearly extremely fit. And I'm sitting there with like, a fork full of cheesy potatoes halfway to my mouth for <laughs> watching the second rugby game of the day. I've had four beers. It's like, boy, I do not feel good about myself right no. now. The,
3: you know, it's, uh, that's, that's the thing though. Like as soon as we get done with these races, pretty much everybody heads to a bar. So, I mean, that's just, that's, yeah, <laughs> you can tell Is that, that's the important part of the race.
0: You do that. You've been running all day. Now you have two beers. Are you immediately just completely hammered? Oh! I would imagine that it would be yeah. immediately alcohol directly into your bloodstream.
3: I, For me, yes, because I'm also not – somehow I'm also not super hungry right after uh, running a longer distance.
0: <laughs> boy, I can't imagine why. Know, Every right. time I run but 26 I, miles, I'm like, boy, I want a sandwich. I am, well, I ran until I threw up, and then I dry heaved repeatedly, and I was mostly weeping the last five miles. <laughs> and for some reason, I'm just not pecking. I,
3: but I'm definitely interested... Every part of my
0: skeleton hurts.
3: Right, yes. But I am definitely interested in a Bloody Mary and a beer of some kind, usually right <laughs> after. So... Uh, I know after uh, after Chicago, Stu and I went to a bar in our neighbor then in the neighborhood of our our Airbnb and um, to watch the Vikings game, and he said he's never seen me drink a Bloody Mary as fast as I consumed that one that afternoon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, they kind of he was kinda, just
0: taking shots of Malort.
3: Yeah. Oh no, he did shots of a shot a shot of Malort and. I asked about it. I was intrigued, but I didn't end up having any. So, I, I skipped that part of the... I, I,
0: I get the sense that malort is one of those things that no one enjoys, but everyone does. It's like Chicago's Ludifest. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
3: stunt alcohol. Even the bartender was making fun of it, even though he had just done a shot with his friends that were down at the other end of the bar. So, i I don't completely mm-hmm. understand... I don't completely understand it. Nobody seems to like it, but they all drink a lot of it.
0: Chicago, don't you have better ways to hurt yourself? <laughs> like Bears fandom. I was going to say the Sox, but... You yeah. Know. White Sox fandom. <laughs> Living in Chicago. Your hockey team has a racist mascot. Yeah,
3: that'll do it.
0: Don't you hate yourself enough already? <laughs> We're very down on Chicago in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, Chicago's a perfectly nice town. Nice town. Nice town. Good, solid Midwestern city.
3: I enjoyed it there. Um, yeah, I thought it was a blast. But, yeah. I like the – I love the train system, the L. I thought that was – I mean, it was super convenient. Um, I like the idea of it being above – like, over everything. I think it just it just seems to make more sense than to have it have to stop with traffic. But that's just my opinion. Whole other conversation.
0: My knowledge, of the, <laughs> my knowledge of the L is based 100 percent on the Blues Brothers. So I I have, I have nothing really to contribute.
3: <laughs> mine before I went. Most was,
0: of my Chicago mine knowledge. Mine was as well.
3: completely based on watching ER for several years. <laughs> 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 I was I was really disappointed that I never ran into George Clooney, but you know. <laughs>
0: I feel like we're all disappointed in that in most cases. <laughs> yeah, you know? uh, How's your day, dear? Uh, no George Clooney again. I ran into friggin' Adam Arkin again, but it's just not the same. Nobody wants to run into Adam Arkin. <laughs> Why won't you leave me alone? Um, I I have no thoughts on the L. It seems it seems distinctly midwestern to have every other city like, oh, we're going to take our trains and we're going to put them underground and call them a subway. Chicago's like, yeah, I don't think I want to go for the underground kind of thing. Let's put them over everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chicago Chicago noticed that there's a big lake right next door and maybe tunnels were there. Yeah, maybe A thing right. that we not, have not figured out here. So
3: Somebody else. What do you mean? There was somewhere else, like <laughs> out east, I think, that does theirs above ground too. I can't remember where that I, was, though.
0: Part of part of Seattle's train is above ground. Okay. Yeah, who has a monorail? Seattle has a monorail, other than Seattle. Disneyland has a monorail. All right. So, <laughs> up two. doesn't Detroit have some monorail to nowhere? I, I I mean, if Detroit has a monorail, they didn't put. They have, like, a nun rail. Yeah, it used Everyone to be underground. It goes up on top and of it. Then the, the rest of the ground crumbled yeah. away, and all that was left was the monorail. You just go up to the top of the thing, and you sit there for a while, and then you go back downstairs. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be some other mid-eastern city that has a monorail. <laughs> uh, Columbus, Ohio? Beirut? No, no, not in that Middle East. That's <laughs> Middle Eastern. Mid-East. American Mid-East. Uh, St. Louis? A fact I'm solely basing on the fugitive.
3: Okay, I completely got and it. Says a monorail
0: in the fugitive, not a monorail like an L. How about Erie, Pennsylvania? They seem like they might have a monorail. Why? How many Erie, Pennsylvania facts do you have? Uh, that's all, that's it, <laughs> and it's not even a fact. It's just a guess that they might have a monorail. <laughs> Are you just basing that on Marge versus the monorail a little bit? That seems mostly like the most Springfieldy or West Haverford idea. Isn't it nice when Mandy joins the podcast and we can hit our. <laughs> Two major subjects: marathons and miles. I know. We're doing this based on the encyclopedia, everyone.
3: I'm really sorry, guys. I completely got us off track here.
0: Oh, oh yeah, it was super on yeah. track before you got here. I got to <laughs> tell you what, boy, it was it was real time. We were talking about gopher volleyball four minutes into this podcast, Mandy.
3: Gopher volleyball?
0: Yeah, huh? that's that's how on track we were. <laughs> um. It was, oh. it was either that or we're going to talk about the Wilds' fourth line, and nobody wants that.
3: <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Um, New York, actually part Neither
0: of... Boost part of New sorry, York's train,
3: or part of New York's subway system is actually above ground. The J train. I
0: think a lot of subway systems are that way. Yeah. The, I think mostly they're just way too expensive to build underground.
3: Yeah. Monorail... Um, Tokyo, Sydney, Vegas—these
0: are all towns that have monorails. Yeah, are these are these marathons again?
3: No, they're <laughs> they're uh, monorails. The most most monorails are elevated. I'm I'm really just gonna keep going on with this and. All right. Sorry. So
0: so far, we know that Tokyo has both a major marathon and a monorail, and, a monorail. and so far, that's the only city that can claim both. They're known no. as the uh, uh, mirror rail cities. Oh. They're possibly Marathon. Marathon. <laughs> which one is better? We're going to workshop and come back. Wade, tell us which is better and we'll get back to you.
3: I feel like, should I get Stu to come back?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, has Stu run a marathon any
3: recently? He hasn't. But he always comes and watches. He... <laughs> All right. He did. He texted me at the in Chicago, and he's to tell me exactly where he was, so I could you know watch out for him. And um, there is a uh, there he he was in. Um, he made sure he was at a couple different places, and then the he when he got the kids, the first stop that he was at, he was he was by himself, and uh, he was in the, he was actually in the Boys Town neighborhood of Chicago. And then, which is a few blocks away from where we stayed, but the girls weren't with them. They, they, right. had, they decided to sleep in and then they were going to find me somewhere else, but couldn't quite get to where there was uh they were able to track where I was on through the website and they couldn't quite get to where i was at the at the right time so they ended up sightseeing for a little bit and then they were right at mile 26 so they he does a good job while he doesn't run them he do, he's a really great fan and he's always out there and he he's he it's, makes it makes he makes it more fun so
0: does he make signs
3: they don't he hasn't made any signs yet no um, but that is what was the, probably what's one of the my favorite the best sign you've seen Honestly, and I—it just really goes to show like how immature I am. One of my favorite signs was has been if it was easy, it'd be called your mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Attaway marathon followers, good for you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that one's probably one of my favorites. Um, there's a few though, like. Um, Oh, uh, what is it, like, smile if you peed a little bit. Um, there's always, you know, somebody who's got, like, the uh, the Ryan Gosling sign, uh, you know, run like yep. he's chasing you, or they do, like, the uh, hey, girl, that, those memes, you know. Uh,
0: yep, mm-hmm. There's the worst parade ever ones. The worst parade
3: ever. You're almost there right at mile one. That one pisses me off every time. Um,
0: Yeah. That person deserves to die. Yeah. My my personal go-to is hurry the hell up. I bet on you.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Can you, yeah, hurry up. We're bored. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah (laughs) that's just inappropriate
3: i like the the ones like it's always like the like a kid will hold it and like when one of their parents is running hey mom or hey dad can i it'll you know asking just some dumb question that you know can't wait um right so yeah those are all fun but yeah i think that if it was easy it'd be called your mom was was my favorite i saw that one at the twin cities Mm -hmm. and i just about i uh i think i I think I think Liz was still with me when we saw that one and we just we kinda had a giggle with that one, so
0: <laughs> Yeah. And then you went back to sobbing because you were still running a marathon.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's funny Oh, God. There's nineteen miles
0: to go. Everyone'll see if I just stop and lay down. There's so many people. Why? I assume that was what was happening. I assume that's how all marathons go. <laughs>
3: There have been been times where it's felt that way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: All right, let's bring Stu back in and get get some marathon talk in with him as well.
3: Okay, well, I'm going to go grab him then, and uh, it was great talking to you guys. Thanks for letting me hang out for a while.
0: Is he cleaning the basement? That's what he's usually doing at this point in the podcast.
3: Cleaning the basement? (laughs) Is that what he tells you he's doing? (laughs) No, mostly he just
0: disappears for 40 minutes and we're like what happened to Stu? Oh, I think he's mowing the lawn.
3: Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you guys that when you guys like start talking about soccer does he just kind of leave? He doesn't really know what to say. No, or...
0: when we start talking about soccer he starts shilling for Minnesota United and we hate him.
3: Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go grab him. I'm gonna go. You know, my my basement right. really does need to be clean, so I should leave him down there. But uh, I'll go. Right. I'll go yeah. see what he's Let doing. Let him go. All right. I'll talk to you guys. We'll
0: record two more podcasts next week, and your basement will be pristine. All
3: right. Perfect. All right. We'll talk to you guys later.
0: <laughs> Bye, man. Bye. Bye. Boy, this call-in radio show sure is fun, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna take more of your calls after this for Gutter Helmet. Yeah. Got her helmet. Um, ready for do we want to talk about soccer while Stu's coming back? Uh, what do you want to say? It's got to be quick. Uh, mostly He's going to start talking about Surly at any second. Mostly I just want to note that uh, United is not trying, and it. it frustrates me to no end. It, it's very frustrating. Uh, and I, Who I blame is all the fans who keep going to the games despite <laughs> how terrible they are. It's all it's, your fault. It's everybody's problem. Mm-hmm. If you didn't go, they wouldn't do this. We might have a real coach and a real GM and some real players. That was good. Stu's not even here to talk about how whatever beer is the official beer of Minnesota United. Uh, Rising North Pale Ale? See, why are you doing this? Oh, my... oh, I'm trying to help. Oh, well. Hey, guys. Just... Oh, no. <laughs> Stu's back. <laughs> hey, Stu, I'm chilling for Surly in your absence.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm drinking an extra citra right now. Ooh. Summary. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I got to keep trying to, you know, maintain sobriety and, uh, you know, help uh, keep the show going after my wife dominated for about a half hour.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, We had a lot. I'm sure you're going to listen back to this, too, but she had a lot to say about both marathons and monorails, which was surprising. Monorail? (laughs) Sorry. I. Monorail 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 Monorail
1: Um you'll all be given cushy jobs So Stu, I want
0: to I have <laughs> I have one more question for you Is there a chance the rails could bend? <laughs> Not on your life, my Hindu friend. Sorry, I couldn't resist. That's okay. Um Stu I want to talk to you about beer here, and I have a question that I think you might know the answer to. Yes. And I'm hoping you can enlighten me, and hopefully enlighten a lot of the listeners, too. Of course. Um, there There is a certain subset of the beer brewing community, the, the beer brewing production that happens every year, that fills... Not growlers, not not cans that are sold in stores, but bombers. Mm-hmm.
1: What's the actual name for the bomber? Uh, Big Honkin' Bottle. The Big Honkin' Bottle. A, a bomber or a, Surly or does a, it. Or a 750, because that's, you know, the, the milliliter a size. 750. Yeah.
0: They got they got the 750s, they got the bombers. <laughs> and Surly does some of this, too. They have Darkness, and every year they have some other... There's <laughs> the, the Anniversary Beer. The yeah. Anniversary Beer. <laughs> they have a number of these different things. And a lot of people will... Take those and get those sort of special release beers, and sort of put them away for a while, a little bit like wine. Yeah,
1: seller They what sell them. What I wanted them. to
0: ask yes. you is, yeah, is this a thing you can do? Is this a thing that is just a bad idea? Because there are other beers that will have some sort of date on the can because they'll mm-hmm. go bad after a while. Yes. So I wanna, I wanna know first of all if it's possible to cellar a beer, and. If the answer to that is yes, then I have follow-up questions.
1: Yes, it is possible to sell her a beer.
0: Is it? Does this work for every beer, or are there some beers that it doesn't work for?
1: It absolutely does not work for every beer. Um, there are certain beers that lend themselves to it, particularly stouts, like your darker beers or your sour beers, or beers with some sort of um, bacteria or yeast in them that allow them, like a that they can develop different flavor profiles over time. Um, Right. But um, our recommendation is usually drink them, drink them fresh, and drink them now. Because more often than not, I mean, the hoppier beers especially, I mean, if you have an IPA, drink that within three months of the sell-by date. Yeah. Or the brew done date on go the go
0: to the brewery <laughs> and find the hose that comes out of the tank and just drink it right out of there. That is tr- honestly that is. I might as well be doing. And, and I
1: know I've talked about this on the uh, podcast before, but I have definitely become a snob since working at Surly. Really just you know, you when you taste a beer fresh, like a fresh Furious. Is just it's amazing. It is so good, and I mean a two month old Furies is good too. And I I encourage people to keep buying it so I can keep having my job. But I mean it's just it is so good fresh that it's like you get spoiled on certain things (laughs) of it. Um, But yeah, an IP. But yeah, an um, an IPA three months um, like a, a porter or a stout those can go longer. And that's basically basically the hoppier it is, drink it faster. The darker it is, you can let, right. let, her, let her sit there on the back of the shelf for a while. That's the best rule of thumb.
0: Is there is there an upper limit to it? Like, if I had a surly third anniversary beer still sitting in the back of my cupboard, mm-hmm. and I want to stress that I don't, mm-hmm. but if I did, would that be something I would still want to drink? Or um, would you recommend
1: we, we, throwing that away and... Um, Being we did have an event. We had like a last year before darkness. We did like a, like an immediate, a media event. And we brought out some stuff from the archives. We had like darkness that was 10 years old and, um, some people really liked it. And some people like it just, it had just, the flavor had the flavor profile had just, gone away from what they were expecting from Darkness, which is basically like a it's a Russian Imperial. So you're going to get a lot of, like, if you drink it fresh, you're going to get a lot of coffee, chocolate, toffee, raisin, just like those like Imperial-style flavors. Whereas, like, in if you let it sit for 10 years, um, it's, I, personally, me, I wouldn't do that. But some people do, and they really enjoy it. But man, I had a I mean and that this is um um I had a uh, like a eight or nine year old not one of ours. why can't I think of the name? oh gosh, uh, goose Island, one of their bourbon county beers I had a uh, uh, another like you know really beloved stout and I had one like, link it was eight years old, and it basically tasted like wet cardboard and soy sauce it <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and that, and, and that, that that's, that's actually a common complaint for like the beers that you age too long is that it just eventually right. it just gives out. It can't. The flavors that develop over time aren't good flavors. Whereas with some of these, like yeah. some of our like the if you age them in barrels, you can def, they can definitely keep a little longer. I think um, some of our if you get like a bourbon barrel aged uh, beer, if you like hold on to that for a couple of years, you can get a really good flavor out of it. But some of them just—it's—they're not meant. It's a living, you know, it's a living liquid, and so I mean, it's gonna, things are gonna happen in the bottle over time that may not necessarily be what you want them to do. So, um, I know, <laughs> but, and I know a lot of people. What they do, trade what they do, and what they do is they'll buy one to drink now, and then they'll buy one like to have in a year or two, like for a special occasion. That's I think the that I, is what I the think, beer geek does. I think, yeah.
0: I, I did that once with darkness mm-hmm. and I would describe it as a lot mellower, the older yeah. it got. Yeah. And it, it did it did feel like if I'd let it go another couple of years, it would have gotten to like Guinness that someone yeah. left sitting out levels of mellowness. Exactly. And the... I've had this old oaken bucket full of Guinness <laughs> sitting in my garage for four...
1: No, that's motor
0: oil. Yeah. It turned out that was motor oil, everyone. Sorry. And
1: again, it's... I mean, palettes are different. Some people really do like that. They like... their. Gonna sit on that for ten years. They're gonna open it in ten years. They're gonna love it. And whereas some people might say, "This is this is this a did you guys do a collaboration with Kiko, with Kikoman?" Because this is just gross. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's for all those. It's definitely all the thing. beer
0: geeks that grew up in Wisconsin and were raised on turpentine Exactly.
1: Love that sort of thing. So yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, that, so yeah. Um, that is the aging beer thing. That is what I can tell you about that.
0: Well, that's an awful lot of good information, Stu, and I think that's a great place to wrap up this podcast. Oh, yeah. As we've veered farther and farther as, away as we've gone yeah. from the topics of Minnesota sports.
1: <laughs> did did we manage to not talk about the Vikings again? Uh, we did manage to not talk that's about the amazing. Vikings. But, <laughs> that is uh, so good. <laughs> oh, that God.
0: That game was depressing enough that nobody would want to talk about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, we, so. we skipped the Vikings. We skipped Derek Rose. I think that's uh, – we basically – yeah. for our own self like our just you know our own mental health it's probably for the best that so we avoided both of those things Yep. Yeah.
0: this was our self-care podcast so, ah,
1: self-care is the word i was looking for thank you john
0: yep i'm here to help Stewart, do you have anything to wrap up anything to say about what post malone might look like again no. <laughs> that was a real high, no, low, high I,
1: I, no i'm i did see that um <laughs> friend of the pod um John Sharkman, him and his son, did a Father-Son Post Malone for Halloween. <laughs> and oh, no. they did. it was amazing. I, I uh, 14 out of 10, tip of the cap, wag of the finger to you, you weird, brilliant Canadian expat, John Sharkman. That, that was perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have no Post Malone stories. I have no... Uh, we I'm going to go see the band Local H at the Amsterdam in St. Paul tomorrow. That's, I wrote about it for City Pages this week. Um, they're one of my favorite, like, oh, you... post-grunge bands from the 90s, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them there. That's, the, that's you know. going to be good. Yeah, it's, they're, that's a they're great fun. place to
0: end this podcast. It
1: is, it's fun. They're a good band, and I like them.
0: All right, Dave and I are going to go throw some more beer around his living room. Please do.
1: Make sure it's surly beer.
0: No, if we have a surly beer, you'd want us to drink it, right? Oh, that's
1: true, yeah. Throw some Miller Light around.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that'd be good. All righty. All right. Later, boys. I, Hold on. What do we want to mention? Hold on. We got one I, more thing to mention. Oh, okay. yeah, I just want to note. Uh, I, I just want to note in uh, high school section final action that uh, Bold beat Minota forty nine to seven, and everyone from Minota can go screw themselves. Yep. Yeah. Minota is oh, a bunch of cheaters, and I, I better not say anything more because we'll get sued by the entire city of Miniota, of which is four people, all of whom are great at football. So screw you, Miniota! Go to hell, Minota <laughs> get, get an S next time, you weirdos. Yeah.